When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Four minutes past five this Friday afternoon. We're punching through till six o'clock tonight, just like the good old days. Heavy lifting. Well, no, but we do. But it doesn't feel heavy. No, it's a joy. No, it's magnificent. I'll go another. I'll go right through to ten if you want. Got to pull up stumps about ten. Got to do early start tomorrow. Ten's about the limit. No, I don't think we'll, we're happy to hand nine thirty. Happy to hand it over at six. I reckon we'll just about we'll have run our race by then. Nah, I've got plenty left in me. Hey, you know some people you just want to have around. If you want to make a club, mm-hmm. any sporting club, yep. any club for that matter, mm. what's the key to making a good club? The key is building a good people. Is the answer a, I'm looking for. That's true. Well, that's that's fundamental. Good. Though. Well, that's right. That's anywhere it's in key, anything. It's key, right? You good clubs are made up of good. Well, people. Well, you got to assume that everyone's a good person, and then oh well, no, there's bad clubs out there. Not necessarily because they aren't good people. No, well, some in some cases probably because of that very reason. There's too many bad people involved. Mm. The key is you want to get as many good okay. people into your club. What was your answer going to be? Just a matter of interest. Well, I was going to thinking, assuming that we're all good people. <laughs> you don't assume that. Because you well, well, you're building a, a culture that's inviting and in welcoming and is also compassionate and nice. caring. Good. There's a whole bunch Jeez, of you values. Are woke. Hey? Very woke. Is that woke? I think it is. I don't even know what woke so, means. I don't know either, but I'm just going to start calling you woke from now on. Now, you want to have good people involved, in the, and the Brisbane Lions have gone and got themselves one of those. There's enough... There's a heap of good people up there anyway, but when you add somebody like Dale Morris to the mix, who's going to be their new uh, backline coach, you're um, you're uh, furthering and building on the stocks that you've already got at the place. And the new defensive coach of the Brisbane Lions has been good enough to join us on the show. Dale, thanks for coming on the program, mate. Appreciate your time. Andy, Daisy, thanks for having us. I was quite enjoying the uh, the banter and back and forth. So if you guys want to keep going, I'm happy just to listen. I was but, hoping, um, ga- no. Daisy, give me just a really simple, yeah, good people, and then I was going to go. Well, we're about to be joined. Well, I'm by assuming one of those. they're all good people, Dale. That's the thing. And, and in football exactly. circles, most people, most of them, the overwhelming majority are good people. You should assume they're a good person until they prove otherwise. But uh, I like your philosophy on that. Gazy, but uh, I would love to be the backline coach, but I've come on as the development coach as the as the Lions, which mm. um, you know there's obviously going to be the defensive aspect to it. Uh, but no, Jed Adcock's the defensive coach, so I'll be working pretty closely with him, I would imagine. Oh, well, thanks for pointing that out. That's uh, error number one. It won't be the last one of the chat on the way through. Dale, I'll get a few <laughs> other things wrong. How did it um, How did it come to pass that you're making the move up north? Yeah, well, it's been a, a huge dream of uh, of my wife to move up to Brisbane, and that was not going to happen during my playing days. Obviously, being a Bulldogs man and wanted to be a one club player, and and then once the career finished, um, that dream intensified for my wife, and it basically got to a point where it was time to give back to my family. They'd given me so much over my career and invested so much into me, and our eldest son was starting high school, so. 
it was time to make a, a decision. So we sold up, moved up, and here we are in Queensland. We've been here since Feb and enjoying the Queensland lifestyle. And on the basis that, that you're going up there for family reasons, was it you that actually approached them, and I, and I assume also the Gold Coast, that, that you had to find a, a job there that you were actively pursuing them? No, no, it's... Um, the, the opportunity came out uh, of the, the Lions approaching approaching me, Mitchy Hahn, who's there, I think threw my number in the ring and, uh, and yeah, got, was lucky enough to get the phone call to have a chat about the opportunity of joining the Lions. But the move up to Queensland wasn't to any job, so I had to throw the resume around there for a little while to find a, a job when we uh, moved up to Queensland. And when you think of, uh, I think of the role of being a development coach, uh, I assume that the a significant portion of it is obviously what goes on the field, but does it also encompass the development of the individuals themselves and what they do outside of football? Yeah, definitely, definitely. There's a great team behind all the players that look after them on the field and off the field, and I'll be contributing to that uh, with some elements on the field. But what I loved and when I was playing is you you look after the players, especially the older that you get in the AFL system, uh, you end up being that mentor-type player and, and you educate and teach the players. And to watch them take things that you've taught them, whether it's on the field or off the field, and make it their own and make it successful, it's one of those moments that you sit back and it's almost like a proud dad moment where you can pat yourself on the back and, and know that you've had uh, a say and, and yeah. being able to help these players become great people, as you know, Gazy. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Dale, how much of, when you're thinking about the development role, how much of it is get out on the ground, bag of footies, you know, the the bag, the whole box and dice, and, and spending time on the craft of footy? How much of that is going to be your lot? A huge part. Getting your hands dirty, getting out there on the floor, teaching them the, the tips and tricks that you've picked up along the way and, and working on their craft, whether it be the defensive craft, body work, forward craft, midfield, just getting out there and, and getting your hands dirty, really, and, and teaching those players is a massive part of the role, and that's what I'm really looking forward to, getting back into that stuff. So how, how constrained are you by... You know, the, I always feel like I'm making the SNC team the bad guys in all of this. I don't mean to because it's such an important part of, you know, the, the daily life of a footballer or any sports person for that matter. But how constrained are you by, you know, the amount of time? That Load the, management. Yeah, that these players actually are yeah. allowed to be on their feet doing this stuff. Yeah, definitely. And I can only speak from experiences at the Dogs um, when I was in the development role at the Dogs. And that, that definitely is a consideration. And having those open lines of communication with the physios, the S&C team, to make sure, because they're closely monitoring the players for time on legs and load and everything that's um, happening to their bodies. So the last thing they want the players to do is to be running and jumping more that's out that is sitting outside of the program yeah. that opens them up to injuries. So you just need to have those uh, open lines of communication. But they don't have to be moving fast to be able to work on their craft. You can do a lot of handwork, footwork, absolutely anything. Dale, we understand that all uh, individuals, they're all different and you've got to tailor things specific to those individuals. But if you could just cast a broader net across it uh, just for as, as far as new players coming in, young players, and you're trying to develop them, What's the th what's the message? Where does it start? What's the message start with when you're getting hold of them? Well, you've hit the nail on the head. How everyone is unique in their own different way, and I've seen it time and time again with new players that come in. You get those players that are 
bull at a gate. Want to do everything, want to do more, and just continue to knock the door down. They're the players you almost need to pull back mm-hmm. and to get them to just trust the process, trust the people around them that they know what's best for them. And then you get the other players that maybe need to pull them up a little bit and tell them, okay, you need to do more here. This is what you need to do. And it's all of education. It's all about teaching them the elite athletes' habits and lifestyles to get them up to speed as quickly as possible. And the other coaches, the line coaches, they'll take care of um, the, the game styles, the structures and how we play. It's getting them up to those elite professional standards as quickly as possible. And sort of going back to a bit of an answer you gave to Gazy to one of the earlier questions, we're talking to Dale Morris, new Brisbane development coach. Um, not just about the player, but the person. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of, there's been a kind of go home factor that's emerging and it's been active in recent times with a couple of high profile players, not, not necessarily from Brisbane, just around the league, but how much you just scan through the Brisbane Lions list from last year and two thirds of it, probably even more have come from outside Queensland to be part of this group. How much will your role be just talking to these kids that aren't from Queensland, just selling the message of this footy club and, uh, the opportunities it provides and, you know, embracing uh, life away from, you know, their, their home state. Is that something that if those conversations need to be had, you're happy to have those chats with some of these kids? Yeah, that'll be a, a club-wide uh, initiative, you know, to create that culture where players want to be there. They want to be a part of it and they want to come to work um, and they have fun. Like footy is a serious business um, and there's so much seriousness around it that you want to be able to enjoy what you do. And that's a big thing because then the players want to come to work. Um, They'll want to get the best out of themselves and they want to get the best out of each other too. So that's a a big factor in it all. But it's not just up to one person. It's not just up to me. It's not just up to to Fags. It's up to absolutely everyone to create that culture, players included. Oh, absolutely. And uh, what about, on, again, on a bit of a broader sense, we just heard the announcement yesterday about uh, Magic Round. Yes. A new initiative <laughs> where all the teams go in, they're going into South Australia. And what Do you have a view on that? Is this an initiative you, you like? Do you think that it's, it's going to be a, a productive thing? Uh, it's got a good name. Um, It sounds pretty good. (laughs) But um, no, I don't know enough about it to really comment on it. Um, Haven't started in my role just yet. I start on the 5th of December. So I'll leave all the footy footy questions and footy talks to the experts and I'll just take everything on as it comes. But it sounds like a good concept. I'm not too sure uh, of much around it, but Mm. um, willing to learn, willing to take it all on board. And I can probably give you an opinion later on once I know more about it. You just mentioned Chris Fagan there, Dale, and, you know, we understand the reviews on going and um, I think most people in, in footy think there'll be, a, you know, some kind of resolution, an outcome that'll see, you know, Chris and, and Alistair continue on in their roles, you know, hopefully, and um, all of the parties feel you know, have, that they get some kind of satisfactory conclusion to the Hawthorne Cultural Review and, and, and the investigation into it all. That, that'll take care of itself. But in accepting the position at Brisbane, did you you need to ask any questions about, you know, Chris Fagan's tenure and, and, and the likelihood that he would, you know, still be the senior coach? Was that something that um, you needed to take on board before you signed on the dotted line? 
No, no, not at all. And all of that stuff is under, obviously under AFL investigation. So to make any comments of that would be silly of me on my part at this point in time. But my biggest thing uh, with talking to the people at, at Brisbane Lions was seeing what the culture is like and what the people are like um, at the club. And I was really, really impressed with the people that I've spoken to. And that made me want to jump on board. Um, and Fags as well. He's a, a great guy and, and someone who I was able to relate to and, and talk to quite easily and, and really helped during the process of um, the interviews yeah. and, and all the chats. So it was a quite easy decision in the end because of the club and the culture and, and what they've been driving towards for the last probably six seasons under Fags is really impressive. So I couldn't wait to get on board. And let me ask you a broader question too. I mean, we saw what Geelong did this season. Oh, they were dominant, you know, your new footy club, um, saw them, you know, their powerful best in the prelim. They did something a bit unusual, uh, Dale, haven't they? That in terms of their age profile, and you know, they, they, they had what was it, nine thirty pluses play on grand final. They might have even been ten. There could be, you know, if they get there again next season, it'll be a similar sort of number by the looks of things. And yet, footy has been such a um, so obsessed with youth and younger, young talent and. <laughs> You know all about this at the end of your career. Um, do you reckon what Geelong did will be a pause for a, a, a reason for pause at, at footy club level before we exit some of our older blokes? You're going to be dealing with you know the younger talent coming in by and large, not exclusively, obviously. But do you reckon other clubs will look at what Geelong did with its list profiling? That's the beauty of our game. There's no one size fits all model. Each team is structured differently. Each team looks differently. They play differently. And no doubt clubs will take note of what Geelong have done. Um, And they've been successful for a very, very long period of time. And it feels like at the end of every season that everyone's talking about the cliff and when are they falling off the cliff? Is it this year? Is it next year? And they just keep going and they keep doing it. So there are lessons learnt in that. And I got to see it firsthand in 2016, the value of those older guys and having that right mix and that right balance of youth, enthusiasm and energy, but then the older experienced heads to balance that team out for those high-pressure situations. So no doubt uh, teams would be looking and learning from, from everyone. Dale, when you are in this role, is this part of a process you uh, undertaking in order where the ultimate goal is to be a head coach. Is that hmm. in your long-term view of where you want to be and, and, and part of the process to get there? Well, honestly, it's to get in back into coaching to see how it goes. I'm an open book. Um, and where this goes, um, I don't know. It, it could grow, it could manifest, and it could turn into those dreams and those desires. Or it might be, you know what, I'm really comfortable and really love this development space, and I want to learn and grow and expand within this space. So it really is uh, an open book, and I'm really excited for the for the journey and, and joining the Lions as a part of that journey. Mm. Well, mate, uh, good luck with it all. Uh, as we said from the outset, uh, footy clubs are made up of good people, and the more good people you can get into a footy club, the better chance to give yourself of, um, of having some success and everybody who's played their footy with you uh, speaks can't speak highly enough of you. We saw what you did as a player and uh, we know that you're going to bring that sort of stuff to your role and various roles in the future at the Brisbane Lions Footy Club. So good luck to you and the family. Um, good luck to you and the footy club in 23 and beyond, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, thank you very much, guys. Really appreciate it. I'm pumped to get back involved.